I'm not good music. Just the good stuff, baby. It's it's so nice to have you back, Sean. But I I we we do we do have to say thank you to everyone who filled in for you because let me tell you, and they will tell you, it, your seat is not an easy seat to fill. Um, we were relentless, and we've yeah. ended friendships <laughs> with with people who don't have as thick skin as you do. So uh, shout out to Evan Brando for filling in on ridiculousness, uh, producer Mal uh, for filling. That is not in. the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, TikTok. Sorry, TikTokulousness. Ridiculousness is a property. <laughs> Evan wishes he was on uh, Ridiculousness. I wish I, I was on Ridiculousness. I would love to see Evan on Ridiculousness. I would love to see Evan on the couch and Tyler on the screen. Uh, thank you. Um, and uh, shoot, who else we did? Oh, Danny and uh, Ghost Host for filling in on an episode of uh, yeah. Radish 2. So. I heard uh, both Radish episodes that re- were released in my absence. Uh, Mal, Danny, y'all did great. Great to hear you. Um, hope to be on the show with you at some point in the future as well. And Evan, I don't know what you did. You know what you did. I'm, uh, I'm happy to be back. Uh, two weeks is the perfect amount of time to spend in a foreign country before you start missing the the truly mundane things at home that uh, are not present in that country. Damn, that was a, a roundabout way to not say that you missed the United States. Because, to be fair, I, I wouldn't miss the United <laughs> States either. <laughs> I miss parts of the United States. I missed, you know, going places and feeling confident that, I, you know, uh, in the language. I missed air conditioning. I missed mm-hmm. uh, cold water. Um, Fuddruckers. I missed Fuddruckers. <laughs> no, they took Fuddruckers away. There's no Fuddruckers in France. There's no Fuddruckers in France nor in uh, North Atlanta. But, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm excited to be back. Missed you guys. Well, well, I, I wouldn't say that. But yeah, you're back. Good to have we'll you back, that. Sean. Yeah, fine <laughs> enough. fair enough. Good, good, good. Let's get on with the show, folks. Episode. What episode is this? Two o five live. Two o five of Radish, the show and tell podcast where we bring you the good stuff and only the good stuff every week. Well, every other week. <laughs> No, right no, Sean, we, we, we talked about it. We're going uh, Radish Summer Vacation's over. We're back to every week. Oh, okay, fair yes. enough. All right, nice. Well, Cabin yeah. 3 killed the killed the counselor, and they had to put us... <laughs> they immediately <laughs> condemned the camp. Yeah, yeah they, 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 they he's under now in Supermax prison. He was not my camper. <laughs> he was he was in the Merrick's Berry's cabin, if anyone asks. <laughs> he wasn't even a camper. He just strolled into camp one day. It did take four tasers and a blowgun to bring him down, though. So, so my, my training, my training did work. <laughs> Say Supermax Prison in Goofy's voice. <laughs> Supermax Prison. Supermaxi. Supermaxi. Oh, yuck. <laughs> Why call a crime? All right. Uh, <laughs> this this week we're going back to basics. You know, we're uh, we're going back to you know old fashioned. We each got a little thing we want to talk about. We got uh, stories of a uh, uh, crime against God, or if you're me, your new God, uh, and a, a <laughs> Sicario monkey. Um, my God, <laughs> my God. Yeah. Then you know we're talking. I'm talking France and stuff I did there. Will's talking Disney stuff he did there, and Tyler's talking well. We got our old, we got an old friend coming back, oh. and uh, <laughs> Tyler wasn't planning on it, but I just summoned him. Uh, <laughs> for the goodie bag, we're hopping on a, a Twitter trend that is more, most assuredly, already gone now. Uh, <laughs> that was done when we decided we were going to do it before we canceled the first episode. Let's not even get well, to it. Let's let's spend so so much time talking about Tyler's dumb thing that we can't do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we might goal. as well compare Wordle scores at this point. <laughs> I still play Wordle. Do you, guys see, do you guys see blue and black or golden white? <laughs> that's a uh, that's radish. I'm your host. I am um, Sean, and it is not July yet, so I have nothing. I'm Will. Um, I recently tested positive for the novel coronavirus, but. <laughs> I'm good now. <laughs> it was fine. It's, I had I have all of Max's heartware medicine, the cam that I took last night. <laughs> yes, man, I'm crushing it. God, that also, I don't big. have heartworms. <laughs> I'm gonna hop on the the podcast heartware medicine trend. <laughs> now we're number one on Spotify. 
I'm Tyler, and if we devoted the last segment to talking about ivermectin, it would be around the same cali- caliber as what we're spending our last uh, section talking about here today. Ivermectin? I hardly know him. <laughs> Let's start with the news, though, because I've, there's some there's some really fun news stories uh, this this past week. I don't know. Believe it, it or not, fun. <laughs> not for monkeys. <laughs> That's true. Neither <laughs> of these are fun. But uh, <laughs> no, the first one's Sean, fun. Yeah, you take the first one, Sean. Uh, the first one, new, you know, I, I'm surprised we never had one before, but thank God, is it Hasbro? Who cares? It's Nerf. The Nerf company. Or, or, or it's nothing. <laughs> it's either Nerf or nothing. Uh, they have, un, uh, I was going to say Unleashed, and I'm gonna still going to say Unleashed. They have unleashed a new mascot. It is a large, formless, slightly humanoid blob made of Nerf darts uh, called Murph. And uh, he is grace, he is joy, he is salvation. Terrifying. And I love He is awful to look at. (laughs) He is the worst thing I've ever beholden with my eyes. It it would be one thing if he was like small. If he was like small or something like that, that'd be great. But he looks like he's six foot seven. Like he looks like he towers over anyone that might come up to him. Imagine that thing coming at you with a Fortnite gun. That would fucking be terrifying and it would rule <laughs> this is how i know sean's bullshitting us for the past 205 episodes is because he sees this absolute thing that no human brain can look at for more than four seconds and he goes this is good to me <laughs> i want to watch him <laughs> this is, i know you're not i know you're not serious i know this is everything you've ever said has been a goof because no no human being can harbor affection for this a crime to humanity <laughs> First, I don't know where he's going to make appearances at since Toys R Us's are done. But man, I want to watch him move around. I just Local prisons. Him. I just want to <laughs> Macy's just Thanksgiving see- Day Parade. I want to see Murph exist in a space. Ooh, yeah, we get a Murph balloon. No, just Murph. <laughs> it's just Murph walking down an alleyway. Murph or nothing. <laughs> he yeah. looks like the Tooth Monster from Channel Zero. Like he, mm. he legitimately looks like he's he looks like someone forgot to shave the Philly fanatic. Yeah, <laughs> it's like like when you find a sheep in the wild. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's fanatic blooper and gritty adjacent, and I love him. And I think whoever designed him uh, deserves to run the company now. And I can't wait to see little Murphs on all the Nerf boxes. He has eight thousand discrete phalluses <laughs> that are each pointing a different vector. <laughs> He reproduces by budding. If you take uh, off one of his uh, his his little Nerf darts, it'll sprout another Murph. Good. What do you think's under there? Because it's got to be like skin, right? That's horrifying. It's a Navy SEAL. It's hard. It's it's where it's where <laughs> what's his name went. He didn't actually die. It's Chris Kyle. Chris Kyle. <laughs> Chris Kyle. <laughs> I love how we all were like Chris Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> so we know who you meant, Tyler. I think Murph would beat the shit out of Chris Kyle if he were still alive. Murph is yeah, well, Murph could beat the shit out of any of us. Yeah, That's oh true. man, he's just the picture. Best. Picture you walking to your car at night and Murph runs at you, and you just <laughs> you hear the animals "House of the Rising Sun" start playing, and you know your life is about to end. <laughs> oh, he's great. Who could beat Who could beat Murph? Gritty. I'm trying to think what what Nerf guns are, oh. are bad against. Mm. Like what's a, what's a Nerf gun's natural? Because I'm thinking like dog. I don't, but like silly string, like water, obviously, mm-hmm. but nerf, I think, I think it's nerf or nothing. I think, I think nerf, I can't, I don't know what you would wear to protect yourself from a nerf dart besides just oh. holy water. <laughs> I think Velcro. Yeah, maybe they work in tandem. Velcro and nerf have been de- in cahoots for a while. I'm sticking. Mm-hmm. I think it's a dog. I think you ever see a dog just like take a nerf dart and just tear it to pieces if Murph were yes. around like an aggressive enough German Shepherd, he would be done for. Okay. So I'm going to surround myself with those. <laughs> He's just awful. I, I want to see more of him. I'm so excited to see Murph in an ad. I know he is an ad, but I'm excited to see him like kids running around in a park and be like, with the new Fortnite gun, you can play wherever and get Victor Royales <laughs> whenever. And then Murph just like, Bursts through a tree and doesn't make a noise. He's completely silent. And just kids just scatter. It's efficient. Nerf, yeah, it's nerf for nothing. Murph is, is going to be lost like? media. Because 
He's going to have one commercial, and they're going to pull it because kids are going to have seizures like that one episode of Pokemon. <laughs> and ten years from now, there'll be an article like, does anyone else remember this guy? And it'll be like, oh, yeah, you made that up. But no, like Murph is real, and he's going to get pulled by, by August by the Nerf company. He's going to inspire uh, what would, like, like that one guy for the Noid. He's going to inspire some incident that's just going to yeah. be so awful. There's yes. a guy who looks like that. Oh, it's going to be me. It's going to inspire me to do something. Murph's going to inspire me to do something that gets on the news. You can't say that on Twitch. <laughs> I just, I think you guys are in the wrong. I think Murph's here to stay. Oh, I think, he's here to stay for sure. I think, you know, it's time to, you know, throw away our doubts and learn to love and follow. Embrace. Embrace no, Murph. No, this is some... Enigma of Amigara fault brain control. <laughs> I will not. I will not fall victim to the the thrall of Murph. Yeah. What a sentence. Also, Hasbro owns Nerf. Thank you. Oh, okay. okay. So hey, that we can get a Murph movie here. Pretty. He might be in Barbie too. Um, <laughs> Greta Gerwig. <laughs> Rise of Murph. Murph. Rise of Murph. <laughs> I don't like Murph, but I respect him because. If I he anyone who that's all we me, ask. I, I respect. So that's all we ask. He, he's he's a front runner for freakiest freak in a year oh. full of those. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. I just as someone who does not live in Philadelphia and has no plans to live in Philadelphia, I can't claim, you know, rights to gritty. I can't. I can appreciate what he does from afar, and I think he's great. But I don't. I have no you know true affection for him. But Murph is for everyone. Nerf is everything. As a citizen of Nerfville. As a citizen, yeah. He is he is all a part of us. He is with us. Um mm. but there's also I'm gonna keep checking. I'm I'm gonna keep checking in on you, buddy. Um let's move on to uh next week I'm just gonna have next a wall just a just a rack of just nerf guns. Just like, <laughs> I'm preparing. If you if you type in Murph Nerf, you get the Tooth Monster from Channel Zero. Like it is, it is one of the first results. Hell yeah! I forget what the Tooth Monster looked like. Oh, now he doesn't. Now he knows. <laughs> now he knows. <laughs> Never again. No, apparently it happens every couple of years. Someone creates the Tooth Monster. <laughs> Y'all can go on to the next m- news story. I- I'm gonna just look at pictures of Murph the Nerf. Fine, do that. Stay out of our lives. He's just so big. The the next story here, uh, the true hero, uh, mm-hmm. honestly, of this past week, and I'm never going to forget this guy. Uh, we have the Sicario monkey. There was a spider monkey that was among a number of victims that were killed during a shootout in Mexico. I don't know if you guys saw pictures of this poor monkey, but he was wearing a green camouflage shirt <laughs> under a, a vest. tactical vest and a and a diaper, and that is <laughs> honestly that's that's how. Many heroes would want to go out. Is is wearing that? Why'd they give a monkey camouflage? <laughs> it didn't work, obviously. Why would it work? In, in a, in a I just. Where did they get the bulletproof vest? They obviously had the special made for the monkey. <laughs> there, there's no one out there making these. <laughs> well, it clearly didn't work because it, he wasn't shot in the head. No. No, bullets were too big for the vest. But uh, people who knew the monkey described him as not mean, but not timid. So maybe the monkey had it coming. Yeah, maybe um, he was re- really putting up some heavy fire. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been. Um, when uh, there's there's this uh, these songs that are written called Narco Corridos, which are written by traffickers, smugglers, people you know involved. Uh, that are written for heroes that have died. And there has been a Narco Corrido composed for the monkey. And I think that's the most beautiful thing. Already? Uh, One of the, yes, one of the lyrics says, little monkey, it was not your turn to die. Someone stole your story because you came here to win and shine in many things. Uh, It doesn't translate one to one. Yeah, well, it's in another (laughs) language, of course, but um, dang. Pour one out for, for a little monkey. Little Zicario monkey. I cannot, I cannot believe there are there are bards for for the cartels. <laughs> that are just there to, to to spin yarns and write songs of their heroic deeds. Yep. 
And now there's one for a little narco monkey. <laughs> I cannot believe somebody, the guy who made the bulletproof vest has got to be feeling pretty bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I, you know, I, I don't know the specifics, but they might have died in each other's arms from, from what I understand. Uh, so this might have been the most poetic end to both of their lives. It's possible the guy was, was killed and mm-hmm. the monkey did himself in. No. <laughs> Can a monkey feel that deeply? <laughs> Absolutely. You ask on this podcast, can a monkey feel that deeply? An ape can, but can a spider monkey? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, this could be poetic. (laughs) A Romeo and Juliet type story. It's Shakespearean. The the monkey did enough cocaine to kill a horse in in his final moments. Took out a hundred assailants before dying in the man's arms. He He had a daredevil hallway fight. (laughs) <laughs> a tracking shot 15 Track, minute yeah, tracking yeah. shot episode yeah, of the Sicario the monkey yeah exactly <laughs> you know that what are they the, just like the head of the cartel or whoever had of, to have felt like the baddest motherfucker alive just to be able to say say hello to my little friend and like mean it <laughs> <laughs> release a spider monkey <laughs> full tactical gear <laughs> oh man what a loss has anyone talked Truly. to Jane Goodall about this yet <laughs> <laughs> she devastated. wrote the song <laughs> she did <laughs> she wrote the narco corrido oh man well now it's hanging out with Coco and Harambe in the sky it's great we gotta look no, at no, some narco no. corridos and, and we'll no look, no we'll, this monkey's going this monkey's this going monkey to Valhalla a- it's in Valhalla <laughs> <laughs> This monkey, this monkey did f- traffic drugs. So he is awaited <laughs> in Valhalla. <laughs> He's fighting for eternity. The Valkyries got him on the back of the horse riding towards the sun. <laughs> Can somebody please video shop um Erwin's speech over this monkey? <laughs> One hundred percent. Thank you. Well, I will say tr- trigger warning to people. There are some pretty gruesome photos of this monkey uh, post battle, so uh, be be prepared. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a, a monkey who's been shot. Yeah. <laughs> For better or worse, <laughs> we've seen this a million times. Yeah, it's episode two hundred and five. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna make a playlist of narco corridos, all the ones that are on Spotify. <laughs> so, Follow us for that. There's got to be at least one on Spotify, right? Spotify rap <laughs> is sure. going to be reported immediately to the State Department. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to a lot of narco Carritos this year. <laughs> <laughs> More than 98% of people. <laughs> You're in the top 2.2% of fans of narco Carritos. <laughs> You get a subpoena in the mail. At yeah. The <laughs> you're gonna, there's a lot of them. You're going to be in a cafe one, one day. You're going to look across the street and there's Benicio Del Toro just kind of looking at you. You're like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being hunted. Well, hopefully that's the last monkey to die this year. Let's move on to show. <laughs> <laughs> no more monkeys die. No more. No more monkeys. <laughs> January 1st, you can start it right back up. But right now, monkeys gotta stay safe. Mm-hmm. Those both January 1st is the bloodiest day in monkey <laughs> history. Sean's be- bequeathed it. <laughs> monkeys both involved in drug trafficking and monkeys also not involved in drug trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> They're all monkey involved cops, to some extent. It's to some extent. Monkey yeah. cops, though, they can die. Do you think the police force had a small monkey? <laughs> that, I would feel less bad if it was a 1v1. That was like a monkey like, versus monkey. If the better, the better like a monkey won. situation. <laughs> <laughs> they were brothers. It, <laughs> they hesitated. It's like how the Greeks used to fight. Both sides came together. They're like, send your greatest monkey. <laughs> <laughs> both met in the middle of the battlefield. 
if a person shot a monkey, I would feel awful. Mm-hmm. If a monkey shot a monkey, I'd be like, well, <laughs> they were evenly matched. <laughs> Live by the monkey gun, yeah, die by the monkey gun. <laughs> you know my you know my my theory on hunting is that I don't think you should be able to hunt with a gun because an animal couldn't use it. I sure. think you should only be allowed to use things that the animal would have to make it a fair fight. Sure. So like I think you can get a knife because like deer have antlers, but that's yeah. it. Maybe a big rock. I think everything else like you can eat as many deer as you want as long as you like literally get the drop on them from a tree stand <laughs> and like sure. have to you have to like ride them till they're tired and then you know. <laughs> So yeah, I think if if both monkeys had a gun and a bulletproof vest, this is just fair combat. Sure. Yeah, I'm all in. I'm, I'm cool with this movie. Let's get <laughs> I'm dun- all in. Yep. Recipes. Dunstan checks out. We're doing this. <laughs> January 1st, 2023. Dustin <laughs> checks out. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's. What have you guys done since I've been gone? <laughs> what have you done? What have you what done? Have you done? <laughs> What's happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, in a in a week in a week we need it the most. We have a bunch of good stuff for you to go check out. <laughs> uh, which this is probably going to take most because I feel like we haven't had a good uh, recommendation dump in a while. No, so go ahead and get that out. Here. Get that out in the open. We're only just talk about silly stuff. Let's talk about some good stuff. Uh, first is a movie about a child who's abducted. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing: it's a very good movie. I watched The Black Phone last week. I got an advanced screening at my AMC for shareholders, they said. But I am not a shareholder, but I still was able to get a ticket somehow. Um, you didn't buy the dip? I didn't. I didn't buy the dip. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, I am an A-list member, though. So I am gotcha. basically their boss. Uh, okay. Uh, it's a movie by Scott Derrickson, who did Sinister. He did Doctor Strange 1. Oh. Uh, other stuff, Sean? Possibly? I, he did another horror movie, I think. Yeah, he's done. I think did he do Sinister too? He did one of the Downton uh, Abbeys. I don't. Did he? Sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Either way, Black Phone, uh, Exorcism Only Rose. Ah, an old high school, high school horror movie. Um. Yeah, so it's about a. It takes place in 1970s uh, Denver, where a man known as the Grabber, played by Ethan Hawke. Uh, is going around grabbing up kids in a van and they're disappearing and he grabs the protagonist who is a, a boy named Finn and uh, Finn, he keeps him in a basement and Finn starts getting scary phone calls from uh, this mysterious phone in the basement which is unhooked and it's from the ghost of all of the previous kidnapped children who were helping him get out and so this they movie, form one single ghost? It's different ghosts but like different uh, through one oh, phone. Gotcha, they all have to fight to use one phone. Yeah, so like they they keep calling him and just different different kidnapped kids calling him, which is like a bleak premise, but like pretty good execution because okay. like it's basically a roguelike because every kid is calling him, being like, "Hey, I stashed a thing here," or like, "Hey, I got this far escaping, I stashed some stuff here," and so he has to like kind of put together a plan using all of these kids' half uh, successful escape attempts uh, to to get out. Is, oh wow, this is like a roguelike. I love it. It's super good. Um, I mean, it's not like it's not like the best horror movie ever, and like it, not a lot of scares. Pretty reliant on jump scares at parks, which is which is kind of the only mark I have against it. Mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke's outstanding. Uh, he's really Ethan, really good. Ethan the Hawke's kind of having Renaissance lately. Uh, I mean, if you don't know yeah. look, he was he was great in Moon Knight. Um, he's great in first. He was in something else fairly recently too, right? What's up? He was in something else fairly recently too, right? He was in Moon Knight. This uh, Northman. Northman, North of course. Man. Yeah, Northman was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've he's been in a lot of good stuff, but I feel like recently he's been in more big-budget stuff, because for a while I'd never seen Ethan Hawke movie, because he'd mostly been in, like, you know, Before Sunset and stuff like Richard that. Richard Linklater, or what, yeah. What was it? Yeah. But, yeah, this was super good. Um, halfway through it, I was like, did Stephen King write this? But he didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, who wrote this movie? Joe it's based on the Patterson. Short- Joe Hill, who was Stephen King's son. Yep. Because uh, oh. there's like a girl with like vaguely psychic powers and with like this whole ghost thing. I was like, this is very Stephen. There's kids on bikes. I was like, this mm. is the most like Stephen King short story. I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's hereditary. Like that's 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 why it's, it feels yeah. like a Stephen King book. Got but uh, yeah, if you like thrillers, it's definitely more thriller than horror. Okay. It's just kind of the realism of it. But it's super great. Uh, go check it out. 
um, uh, I would say a lot of fun, but I mean, source material, <laughs> maybe not a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, pretty cathartic, though. Uh, other thing I did was I went to Disney last week and I got to check out the new Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. Whoa. I know. I don't know uh, if you're familiar with the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a five, four, I don't know. They're Marvel characters. Mm. Uh, Chris Pratt's one of them. He does kind of jump scare you in the pre-show. Uh, <laughs> it just yeah, Chris Pratt's really good at showing up things where you least want him to. Mm-hmm. But there he is. Uh, also, what a- sorry, cool. can I can I say what a- because it came out this week the most buck wild headline that yes. was vague in the worst possible way, saying that you aren't prepared for the accent that Chris Pratt is about to bring to Mario. It's not Italian, <laughs> but you are not prepared. I'm like, it's just gonna be his accent. Like, what? What are the odds that Chris Pratt's gonna act? <laughs> I don't know. What if he came out and did something just so god awful? Like, it was just like he came out. And just... He's he's really good at playing Chris Pratt, which is not a knock against him. Yeah, yeah. but sure. I, mean, I don't for... think he's gonna be bringing anything new to Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for interrupting. No, go ahead. No, I, that was it. I, that was what, <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm wondering what horror he's going to bring to Mario. What if it is a perfect German accent? (laughs) Puts us all to shame. Um, Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a Disney ride. They've, they've really leaned into more of these like immersive cues with like, with rise of the resistance, the, the star Wars, when they have like a whole thing that like moves while you're in it and like the big, the stormtrooper bay and stuff like that, which is like pretty cool. This one is like a teleporter where you're in like a room and then like Terry Crews, who's in this ride and is great is like, we're going to teleport you. Kind of as himself. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't remember him even playing a small part in any of the Guardian no, films. No, it does have Glenn Close as the Nova leader or oh. whatever, but Terry Crews is as, as like the kind of the Nova narrator guy. Oh, and they couldn't you, you get, get um, John C. Riley. Uh, John C. Riley. Yeah. Um, you're the room you're in teleports in a pretty cool, pretty cool sequence. Like I don't know how they, I don't know how they did it, but like pretty, pretty cool how they pull that off. The ride itself is a pretty tame roller coaster where you just do big figure eights, but your car turns. So oh. every, every turn you do, you go into like a Tokyo drift sideways and do it. Oh, and it is cool. the coolest feeling in the world because I've ridden a lot of roller coasters, but I've never felt that before. <laughs> and there was a moment where I was like, Oh, this is like all in the, it's like, it's like glass smooth. And you're constantly just like doing these big, slow turns where you're kind of like turning and sl- sliding it's super cool feeling i don't want to like, like ruin the it. stuff that's going i mean are you just are you is it just in a room and you're like wait or is there it's like- a big black room with stars and screens and spaceships and stuff i couldn't hear a thing and like uh, also, okay there's music playing like it, it changes per car like one like car got disco. and shit one car got Classic disco Guardian. inferno we got uh uh september hmm. uh oh, pretty good yeah, and it's like it, it kind of syncs up, but it's mostly just like you know Guardians playlist with yeah. big kind of family roller coaster. Uh, really fun, definitely check it out. Uh, and if you go, make sure you are vaccinated because uh, I don't know if you've been to Florida recently, but everyone has COVID down there. <laughs> they gave it to me. Mal, Beca- Florida COVID is like the McDonald's Sprite of COVID. It hits different. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta is not safe about it, and that's my, my my gripe about Atlanta is no one really took it seriously. But I managed to dodge it for three years, and I was in Florida for three days. <laughs> you got those it. bastards. It was goofy. It was. It probably you know goofy. It does not get in the injection. No, way. no. I mean, wow. Goofy Maybe has always been a vector for disease. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it be. Airborne or venereal. Goofy was always a super spreader. (laughs) What a shame, Goof. Well, Will was in uh, Florida for three days. I was in France for 14. Damn. He dunked on you there, Will. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) Sorry I couldn't afford two weeks off of work. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, uh, didn't go to Euro Disney, but there's a lot to do in France. And I understand as a, you know, we're talking about like recommendations. I could give you a list of, you know, we saw, we saw a lot of history, had a lot of really great food, but the one thing snails, we did not eat snails. We stayed away from a lot of French. No one else likes snails. I like escargot. I like pate. I'll have it here and there. Did did not uh, go to ratatouille. Did not get ratatouille. I did get beef tartare, which is very good. I did not get, it was solid. It was so good. Raw beef. 
Yeah, it was yeah, great. Yeah. And they served it with the strongest mustard I've ever had in my life. It was amazing. The wine was great. We went to a champagne house that had salt mines beneath it that have been around since like the 7th century. Uh, we went to some really old cathedrals. I briefly considered getting, getting back into Catholicism. Um, because, Dang. gotta say... <laughs> what a time. Gotta say, uh, <laughs> yeah, not a good time right now. Uh but of all of all, you know the you know Christian sects, no one goes as hard as Catholics. No one, you don't go to a Baptist church and say like, "Hey, we got a a, a piece of Billy Graham in here, saved in a golden fucking display case." Uh, but no, but I did see a Saint uh, Pope John Paul II relic in a, a basilica there, and I was like, "This is neat." Um, in any case, damn, that's you know all why, takes? Do, you know, do you know why it was so preserved? Why? Basilica gel. Ah. Uh, <laughs> um, please put a roar of applause after that joke. <laughs> 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 um, but I did do something that you can do here in the States. Got to recommend it. But Peyton and I went to go see. We Before we left, we kind of checked around. We were like, oh, are there any like going to be any concerts, any bands that we know that are going to be in town? And it just so happened that one of our favorite bands, Smash Mouth, who not Smash Mouth, unfortunately, Tyler, I'm sorry. Um, one of our favorite bands who has released one of this year's best albums, uh, Big Thief, was uh, Big into Big Thief. Big Thief? Big Thief. Big Thief. Big Thief. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, when it comes to a, a band called Big Thief, you'd expect Will to listen to them. But no, it's me. Um, but they I can still uh, like them. You can still like them. Um, thank you. <laughs> uh, but they played in Paris the, the time we were there and we went to see their show and they were just great. It's the, if you haven't listened to big thief, they're just kind of like kind of neo folk, like bluegrass tendencies, but like they're, you know, very alternative indie rock sort of vibe. Um, they, the lead singer, Adrian Lanker has just a gorgeous voice uh, I've never seen someone uh, play their guitar or fight with their guitar so passionately. Like she, she, not saying she had a hard time with the guitar. She just like the way she gripped it <laughs> she's, and held. She's it. still figuring it out. Yeah. <laughs> she's still she doing her best. It was just like a very passionate amount of playing, and like the band, like they were you know very minimal, but they sounded so large, and their music was just fantastic. They played so well. It was just such a beautiful show. They played one of our, our favorite song by them, which was just delightful to hear. Um, but it, yeah, it was cool to go to a, a concert in a different country. Uh, and it was great to see big thief. If they're ever in town, I highly recommend listen to dragon new war mountain. It's a beautiful record. It's huge, but it's, it's just wonderful. It's so nice. And if you ever uh, have a chance to see Big Thief live, go do it. They they put on a great show. Um, what is there anything else? Oh, we went to uh, the magic, like a, essentially a magic museum. It was called the Maison de la Magie, um, and we just happened upon this. We were just in a town in the Loire Valley for an afternoon. We just made a stop to see like a chateau briefly, and we were walking in a courtyard across from the chateau, and we saw this like unassuming building it was like four stories tall had four windows on the second and third stories or maybe yeah um and out of nowhere at the top of the half hour um or at the half hour point these animatronic golden dragons eight of them poked their heads out of the window and just started moving around and just kind of like did their roars and there was a claw that came out there was a tail sticking out of the window it was the coolest thing. And I said, I have to figure out what the hell's going on here. Um, <laughs> I thought that was a real dragon. Like, what's going on? I have to figure out what the hell is going on here. <laughs> I had to get to the bottom of it. And lo and behold, there's a statue of a man outside the house whose name was Jean-Eugène Robert Houdin. Um, the key there, his last name is Houdin, which is spelled H-O-U-D-I-N. Sounds Houdini? Yes. So basically I figured it out. Robert Houdin was Good just job. a magician. He built automatons. He was, you know, late 19th century. He was performing magic shows in France for royalty and aristocrats. And 
I guess, you know, he wrote down his memoirs and experiences, and that led a young Harry Houdini, I forget what his actual name was, but he read those Harold. <laughs> he read those memoirs when he was like young and he said I this is my mentor this is the who I I want to be this man so he grew up took his name added an i at the end for Houdini and uh yeah and it was just like it would be incredible to go to a Harry Houdini museum let alone the man who inspired Houdini so basically the house was just like the bottom level was just a room full of fun, like optical illusions and things like that that you could see and take pictures with and like look around. It was fun. And you go up a level and you see more about uh, Robert Houdin and like his whole, his, I mean, that was his childhood home. So you learned that like his family was watchmakers and they had a recreation of like the office and they had a bunch of like the office of like the, the watchmaker. Yeah, he was office. a big fan of the office. Yeah. It was Dunder <laughs> Mifflin was there. Um, you go up some other stairs and they have some Houdini. Oh, they had like several Houdini artifacts. They had like the milk jug that he escaped from, like hanging from the ceiling. They had a chest and uh, uh, shackles that he had used in an act. They had old posters. Uh, they had what I think may have been the very first top hat and wand ever used by a magician. I think that was Robert Houdin who like create started that look. So they had was the blueprint. He was the blueprint. <laughs> um, but it was just a lot of cool artifacts. You got to watch like a little recreation of like his show. And like there was the gear. All of his stuff was behind a glass and they would show you how it worked and all of his little automatons and things like that. It was just for a detour for a completely unexpected stop. It was an absolute delight. Um, and of course, you know, we saw some gorgeous countryside, had some great food. Um, so nice to be there, but Good God Almighty! By the time we got back home, I was, I missed Dasani bottled water. I missed air conditioning. Ugh. I know Dasani. I know that's my Dasani is my favorite. That's purified tap water. It's it's the best. You gotta get the spring water, man. I know Dasani. Is, Sean, this is how I know you're kid, kidding with us. I no, I Dasani. I over Deer Park Aquafina. Uh, fucking all I purified tap water. I don't like Evian. I don't like the stuff they serve in France. It tastes flat to me. Dasani's always been the best. To be fair, I drink from a Brita filter at home, but uh, okay. I just well then you're you're when you go buy Dasani, you're buying quality water that's literally the same quality as what you're getting from your Brita. Well, I know I don't. If you're gonna buy water from the store. Get spring. Water. Well, I don't buy Dasani. I don't buy water from the store. But I'm just saying uh, when I go, if I'm at a convenience store. Like, if I'm at a, a fucking water bottle refrigerator, whatever, I, I get the Dasani. <laughs> um, okay. Anyways, France is great. Uh, a lot of weird folks over there. But I did, you know, well, we stopped by a manga store. That was pretty cool. Like, a whole, like, um, comic book shop. And they had a bunch of, like, French, like, you know, translated French manga. They had a whole One Piece uh section there a bunch of posters it's really popular in france yeah like the french love their comics and their sense of humor is indecipherable um but yeah they, <laughs> it is truly buck wild shit i don't understand it it makes me uncomfortable and i don't want to uh, dive more into it um i've been to france three times i can start saying this stuff <laughs> just like it's not for me um but yeah it was a it was a great trip delightful happy to be home Go see Big Thief. Listen to Dragon New War Mountain. I believe in you. Will do. I am. I'm just laughing over and over at the the image of dragons popping their heads out of a window and Sean going, "We have to know what's going on here." It, it's <laughs> it's exactly as you're imagining it. We were like, we should go <laughs> science find, that I don't understand. We should like we were like standing around <laughs> like, where are we gonna get lunch? And then we hear like windows opening and. And we were all looked, and there's these fucking dragon heads sticking out. I was like, whatever's going on in there, I want a part of it. It was great. <laughs> Give me a slice a of jo- that. He had a Joss Whedon moment. I'll have what she's so is having. That, is that guy <laughs> that still alive? Happened? No, long dead. Long, long dead. Okay, because that, that'd be magic. That would, yeah. The guy who inspired <laughs> he, Harry Houdini was still alive making dragon yeah. puppets. He didn't make yeah, Everything you described to me was science, but it sounds like a fun time. Uh, it's not magic. It's, well, Tyler. No, it's it's magic. You know, it's, well, I'm not going to. As know, B.O.B. would say, he's got the magic in him. Yeah. 
B.O.B. also thinks the Earth is flat. Classic scientist, B.O.B. I got the science in That was Reverse Cuomo. That was not B.O.B. Yeah, you're right. I remember that someone used to play Old Navy, and I was like, man, 20... Fucking 2010 was a wild time. I hear that song and I get hyped up. Weird. Mm. Memories make me want to go back there. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess who's back? It's me, Mr. Netflix. I heard <laughs> oh, Sean no! Say, I heard Sean say big feet and I had to come. <laughs> um, oh. Clip that, clip that, clip that, clip that, clip that. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Netflix, for this gift. No more of that. No more of that. Uh, See, this is what we missed with Sean Gunn. Is that absolute perfect volleyball spike setup? <laughs> Sean needs to leave again. Um, so there'd be. I'm talking about one of the more wholesome shows to come out on Netflix too in the past, uh, uh, however many months. This is Netflix, but two? Um, yeah, Netflix too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they made a rice uh, peel off too. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, uh, Netflix has rebooted uh, Iron Chef for uh, to to everyone's surprise, uh, but I have been incredibly, incredibly happy watching it. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Iron Chef, it uh, launched in 1993, and uh, just like the Helen of Troy, it was the face that launched a thousand ships. Hmm. Uh, these ships <laughs> being uh, a, a bunch of middling. Uh, cuisine cooking competitions, but this one taking the cake. It's 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 a great forty five minutes of television, just one competition from beginning to end. Uh, it's just like a one complete episode. Uh, it it's a uh, so what happens is you got a challenger who comes into the Iron Chef kitchen looking to take the title, but they have to go up against one of the Iron Chefs, who's a Michelin star chef, uh, usually tremendous, top of the field in what they do. Um, and they have to cook five uh, meals, like elevated, fantastic meals in an hour, which is incredible. They get to bring in two uh, friends to come in and help cook. And they usually get kind of like a curveball thrown at them. It's not like a chopped curveball where they have to cook with toothpaste or some shit. But they do get something like you have to include a certain pepper in every single one of your dishes or, or something like that. And uh, th which really adds to the creativity and, and kind of them uplifting the dish. But uh, a lot of familiar faces involved. Um, Alton Brown's there. He's one of the hosts. Uh, Andrew Zimmern from Bizarre Foods, one of the, uh, one of the guest judges, but uh, it's, it's, it's a really good time. Um, you, it, it's a show that focuses on, the food, the really good food. We, we've talked about it in the past. You get the Gordon Ramsay shows where it's like all drama and, um, you know, all tense music. And then you get shows like Great uh, Great British uh, Baking Competition, which uh, just focuses on. Uh, did I did I say that right, John? Hey, you almost just said Great British Book Off. Um. Yeah, <laughs> Great <laughs> British Book Off. Um <laughs> But um, it's 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 more on that side. So it, it's more just watching people who are amazing at their craft cook amazing food, and um, I, I recommend you watch it. It's it's uh it's it's a really good time. It's it's great to watch while you're eating, while you're eating lunch or dinner or, or whatever. As long as you're not eating. <laughs> I wish I were eating that. <laughs> Sometimes I don't because it's so elevated that it's like yes, this dish is a crab foam. I mean, oh. chicken tenders. Uh. <laughs> Have <laughs> <laughs> you had chicken tenders though? They're amazing. Yeah. I don't have I haven't had enough good boy points in ages to have good chicken tenders, but have you seen the original um Japanese Iron Chef? I've seen clips. Yeah, I've seen I clips. haven't seen like an original full episode. They're really good. What you're missing and I don't know if this new Iron Chef does it, is that on the Iron Chef America on Food Network, uh they had the Iron Chefs up there. Just kind of in their normal chef garb. Iron Chef Japan looked like you were going up against the damn Power Rangers. They have, <laughs> yeah, That's right. Here's a lineup of all of the Iron Chefs. They look like uh, each one has like a themed suit. <laughs> little, little chef suit. <laughs> hey, let me drop this in the chat right now. Tell me you wouldn't want to fight these guys in oh, the kitchen stadium. Yeah. Or... <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> 
like Italy's on the far right there. You got China, Japan. Uh, oh, they're each from one was also like countries. I get it. So they were all Japanese. They all had a specialty though. So oh. There was Iron Chef French, Iron Chef Italian, Iron Chef Chinese, Iron Chef Japan, and they were all different. So. What America didn't have was they didn't have basically gym leaders as yeah. chefs. Uh, they had just had a kind of like celebrity chefs, which I, I, I really missed. But America, uh, unfortunately, that's what they got for this one, too. But they got they uh, great chefs like Marcus Samuelson, Curtis Stone, like actual really great uh, practicing chefs nowadays. And Iron Chef, but, I mean, Japan might have had it, but Iron Chef America did have. And I'm going to ask if he returns because I think he might. Iron Chef America had the chairman. Who chairman is back? Would that is announce the nephew. It's the chairman's nephew, correct? God. Yes, oh, right that's now. right. And he would announce all of the main, or like this, not the secret ingredients, but all like the focus ingredients on, in like the yep. most wackadoo, over dramatic way. And I remember watching Iron Chef America being like, "Yes, that is the chairman's nephew. He is related to the Japanese man who heads up Iron Chef." And then <laughs> uh, twenty. 18 rolls around, and I watched John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. Dude's in he's it. There. He's in it. The chairman's in it. He's <laughs> kicking John Wick's ass. Like, what the hell? He's an actor this whole time. Do you remember do you remember the uh the what the 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 words that the uncle says at the beginning of every single the chairman? What do you I like cuisine. Here we go. I like cuisine. Wow. Say he says it in this one too. He takes the bite of the pepper. He does like the the, the big the big bite, and then yep. when he went, I don't know if uh, Iron Chef America did this, but like when they did the, uh, they used to do like the like the flashbacks of the uh, competitors. It's kind yep. of some backstory on them, and the chairman will always start with like, "If memory serves, I believe this person." Like he knew them like all personally, yep. and we're just like giving the. I love like the the cheesy. Thunderdome aspects of Iron Chef. So <laughs> That's back. That's back. Cool. You don't get the as Power as, Rangers. As long as they kept some of it. Gotcha. Alton Brown's kind of like a what was it? Alpha Five was was the uh, Power Ranger, a little UFO guy, little robot. Yeah, <laughs> little Alton robot. Yeah, the Alpha Five of Food Network. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> the chairman is uh, what's what's the what's the guy in the tube? <laughs> yeah, forget uh, what. Hey, some tube guy. Hey, some some nerd. Tell us the guy in the tube. Zod. <laughs> Zod. No, no. Zordon. Zod's Zordon. Zordon. Zod is Superman. Zod's, Zod's Superman. Superman. Yeah. We beat you to it, nerds. You can't. You're not good for nothing. <laughs> I want to go watch this tonight. Yeah, I love also, I'm watching this tonight. Thank it, you it's for a this. Great show to yeah. just throw on. Like it's 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 good, and and the chefs are great. Every competition, super, super close. Um, they, they they always give the Iron Chefs a run for their money. Um, so, you know who the real MVP is? Is Morimoto, who was the Iron Chef in Iron Chef Japan and Iron Chef America. <laughs> was so He's unfortunately not like, back, which is so such a shame because he, he goes on a lot of different uh, um, cooking shows and stuff like that. He's got a great restaurant in, in Las Vegas. And one in Disney but. Springs. Oh. Oh. He's all over the place. Yeah. They were like, we got to get this guy in the American version. <laughs> 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 He'll show up as the final boss for season two. Mm, he might. The, the teaser. Man, I'm all sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Took some motion earlier. Now I'm, now I'm all sweating. <laughs> it's working, but. <laughs> There's a battle go to, going on. Don't go to Florida right now. Don't go to Florida. Yeah, I got like a like an Osmosis Jones situation going <laughs> on. Right now. Will's white blood cells and the coronavirus uh, pathogens are sending their best monkeys to fight each other right now. <laughs> Who do you think would voice the coronavirus in an Osmosis Jones reboot? T.J. Miller. <sighs> Sean, Sean gets it in one. One hundred percent. He's already mucus. Yeah. Like he's, it's like, who do we least want to hear in this thing we least want to see? <laughs> well, TJ. Gal Gadot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Everyone, everyone's expecting like a rough like New Yorker voice and not, not Gal Gadot's. Enough <laughs> champagne to feel denial. Enough Motrin to feel denial. <laughs> God alive. <sighs> what's the, what's, what are we doing next? 
Well, <laughs> we're gonna do this. <laughs> Let's end I it. Can't, before... I can't segue out of Motrin. <laughs> y'all, y'all remember a week and a half ago when people were making those jokes on Twitter for <laughs> half a day, and we couldn't come up with a fourth segment uh, on Thursday, and haven't thought of a new one since mm. then. Uh, the he's a ten, she's a ten, but uh, that's what we're doing. That's what we're wrapping up the show on. So everybody, we'll we'll see you next week. Thanks for yeah. listening. Go ahead and cut it <laughs> off here. Yeah. <laughs> You know where to find. Actually, you don't want to know where to find us. The rest <laughs> of this is gonna be mid. <laughs> Assuming the the first half wasn't. Um, the first half was great. We all did great, especially Sean. We're proud of him. Good job, Sean. Yeah, I, I say this because everyone's turned the episode off by now. <laughs> <laughs> so, where did this even start? Like, do you, does it? Did anybody see the the original? Like the the no. proto tweet that TikTok. I'll, I feel like all these was it TikTok? I haven't seen it on TikTok at all. It's only been in tweet form for me. I I was under the assumption that someone tweeted it in earnest and all of the jokes from that were just dunking on this person. Like someone actually in earnest tweeted, he's a 10, but and then some sort of thing that'll make your eyes roll no, out it, of your it head. Just down sounds, the it street. sounds too just like casual for it to have been like a genuine thing. It was probably just like a, a casual, like a joke that was made and then people just kept making different jokes like man he's a 10 but he t- yeah. scares birds away <laughs> that's a good one though yeah that <laughs> that's, is, uh, that's probably cool. the best one we're gonna have he's a 10 but birds are frightened yeah. of him <laughs> that's the same one but you know what it's, it's like a <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> he's a 10 but he makes birds uncomfortable <laughs> up Producer Mal is saying it did start on TikTok. Will was right. Oh, and wow. people boo boo Jesus because they were afraid of the truth. <laughs> I've I've long left. She's a ten, but she's Murph's ex. <laughs> the only one that lived. <laughs> He's like a praying mantis. Yeah. All right, here's here's mine. Um, you're gonna cancel me for it. That's fine. That's she's fair. a ten. But you can't carry me to the bedroom like a baby. (laughs) She's a 10, but she's a national Dexer. (laughs) He's a 10, but he only farms and hangs out in fields. No, not the scarecrow. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're done. We're not doing that, John. We're cutting this off. Uh, She's she's a 10, but she does one more. We're doing. We're doing it after my, after you guys find one of mine funny. Uh, she's, she's a ten, but she's not a short, fuzzy police officer from Zootopia. Gross. Right. She's she's a ten, but she's still listening to the podcast. <laughs> Tyler, you rank all of your women up against Disney characters. <laughs> I yeah, She Hulk, Judy Hops, um, Xenon Judy Girl of the Thirtieth Century. Hey. She was in high school. So was Jenny. (laughs) It's different. (laughs) Because she's a 10, but she failed the Voight comp test. That makes her not human. Tyler, tweet that. That, That's the best one. That's the good one. She failed the Voight comp. That's one. And the, the shameless plug is she's a 10, but she's not in the One Piece book club yet. <laughs> Join anysorus.com slash discord. Join our book club. We're reading all of you One could, Piece. He's a, and, and we'll think you're a 10. He's a 10, but he I steals all, own all the volumes. Yeah. The, he's a 10, but he owns all the volumes of One Piece. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> he's a 10, but he keeps stealing my dad's shirts. <laughs> They're too big on them. No, they fit just right with that amount of hay. He's a 10, but he's in your walls. He's a oh, 10, man. but we only got kitchen gloves for him this year, not gardening gloves. Tournament champions. Tournament, let's kill this. <laughs> We're moving kill on. this. Killing it. Uh, <laughs> kill. 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 <laughs> so <laughs> we're ending this show soon. Uh, we promise. But last for, segment here. This episode, not the show, please. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the show. Um. We we were talking. We've been talking talk about Murph a lot this episode because it's Murph or Muffin, <laughs> and yeah. <we have, laughs> 
We have. <laughs> is that the Tournament of Champions? <laughs> yeah, Tournament of Champions. Murph versus. It's, it's a Murph or Muffin. <laughs> Murph or a Muffin. So, I, with the very limited resources we have of Murph, I'm Will curious the power come. scale. We'll immediately lose a sense of taste uh, from that one. So we need to power scale Murph with the, the very small amount of information we have about him. We've done a lot of kind of stuff that power scales him in our discussion of him today. But what where would we rack up Murph against? Like, what's the most even fight you could see between Murph and who? God. Damn, no. going all the way there. They already said Which it. It's, it's either Murph or nothing. So it's Murph up against empty space. The void. I would say Piccolo. <laughs> Piccolo's a good one. Like, not like he can't beat Goku, but like he could hold his... He could definitely beat Yamcha. I think he could probably beat Krillin. I think Piccolo is about where he taps out. Interesting. Dang, so he can't take on a Saiyan. Like, a full Saiyan. Like, not even Gohan or... Or young Gohan. No, I think I think Murph would be like the final boss of like Dragon Ball. But I think once like uh, Raditz shows up, that's where it starts to go downhill for Murph. Gotcha. So probably couldn't. So we're like it, a golden retriever either. That would also be difficult. <laughs> yeah. Dang. I like I okay. like this pe- power scaling of of mascots. <laughs> yeah. What's another mascot we could power? Is there any power mascot more powerful? Than the mouse from Northwest the exterminating. Ma- yes, that's hyper specific. He's always the Michelin. The Michelin Man. Oh, mm. Michelin Man versus Merv. Oh yeah, that's a. Mm. I'd love they to would be fight in- for three weeks to a stalemate. I would love to be in the <laughs> yeah. middle of that. Let me tell you, <laughs> so soft. There'd be there'd be no survivors, no witnesses. <laughs> Producer Mal says that Michelin Man and Murphy used to date, which is why Michelin Man's a 10. <laughs> <laughs> or if you put it on his scale, he's five star. Nah. <laughs> let's wrap it up. I was yeah, in France. Let's, let's end it. <laughs> Michelin stars aren't from France. No. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. No, they're from the Michelin travel book. Which is was published in France. No. Re- no. What is the word you're, you're saying? Michelin. There. Michelin. It's a French. No, we're saying Michelin. It's a, fun, no. it's a fucking French word. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yeah, so is a lot of things. So is cigarette. So Michelin's. It's an American company. <laughs> Wrap it up, Tyler. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, you can find me online at uh, Tyler from Radish. Damn, I am so thrown off by Sean just out of nowhere claiming France invented the Michelin Insane. star system. Also, the fact tires. That it only goes to three stars. So, <laughs> fuck you. It, the I Michelin just, guides the, are a series of guidebooks that have been published by the French tire company Michelin since 1900. Yeah, but it says French. It says French tire T Y R E. It's a different tire company. It's not a, no. It's T I R E. T I R E is the is the wheels started by Andre the, Michelin. It's Fucking French. Different, different company. Not Andre. <laughs> Say it right. <laughs> um, um, the best story that I know about Michelin stars is that Gordon Ramsay cried when one of his restaurants lost one. You can find the podcast online at Radish Pod. You can join our Discord, indiesaurus.com slash Discord. Uh, now that Sean's back, we got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, a new podcast in the works. Ooh, spooky. And uh, as well as TikToxicated. I, I have we, so much uh, to bring to you. I'm so excited for the next TikToxicated. Hey, we're doing it soon. We're doing it sooner rather than later. Oh, yeah. And uh, we got to we gotta bring you into Paper Mario. Uh, you, you, you missed a little bit, but come join us. Uh, we're, we're playing through the first Paper Mario. I'll open up a too. screen for me. I'll be there. Okay. Will do. Paper Sean. It'll take a while, but we'll, we'll figure it out somehow. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh, I'm Will. You can find me at Will from online on Twitter and nowhere else. I was looking at Instagram this week and I was like, I don't, I don't like it here. So uh, don't, don't find me there. I, Unless you I like to I, videos of dogs, which case that's all I'm watching nowadays. Nice. You can find me. I, I liked the uh, uh, Instagrams that you were posting, John, the stories and stuff there. You, there was a video of you in a cute little red hat. Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Did you buy it? No, it was too small for my head. Uh, yeah. yeah. We all know that. Uh, 
you can find me at that Sean Barry on Twitter, uh, where I'm only pretty much using Twitter late at night when I, I get a little goofy and I, I start writing sentences that don't mean anything. And I have a little sugar. <clears throat> get a little sugar and I write things like the Vatican should be moved around like a carnival. It shouldn't just stay in Rome. Damn. Move it, move it like yeah. a little traveling tent. Uh, I, I know yeah. that's what the Baptists used to do, but any case, uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Sean Amberry, where I will be posting maybe other things from France. Who knows? Not the Michelin star system. That's I. Ooh, I stayed <laughs> American Tire Company Michelin. I I stayed. It's like oh yeah, like the Canadian Tire Company Pirelli. Eat shit. I stayed in a, a four star Michelin hotel. People are always apparently. saying that. Uh, where you went to it, like it was a four star Michelin restaurant. At least they had the plaque on the outside. The food was no good. Thing. I got a cheeseburger, uh, which because I feel three. so stupid. Well, this one, oh, Damn. it does go to three stars, doesn't it? They're not called cheeseburgers. They're called Royales with cheese over They're there. They're not. <laughs> Sean, Sean went to a four star Michelin restaurant, which was just a, a company, a restaurant having a goof and putting up four Michelin stars. I th- okay, so maybe it wasn't Michelin stars. Maybe it was just like stars, but they do like rank their hotels with little, like four, like. One out of five stars. These were Bridgestone stars. I feel <laughs> every every Bob Evans has five. They were Goodyear stars. <laughs> uh, in any case, cheeseburger was good. I had a lot of cheeseburgers. There you have it, folks. See you next week. Go to France and cheeseburgers. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Shh. No, not the scarecrow. <laughs> no, we're done.